Hello and welcome to the No Ordinary Gal podcast. I am your host, Laura. This is the show where we will be celebrating the normal, the average, the everyday girl. And I'll be sharing stories from ladies who may seem to fit that bill, but to me, they're really rather extraordinary. So come along with us and discover how you too are No Ordinary Gal. Today's guest is Hannah Paul. I've known Hannah for as long as I can remember as my mum was her childminder and I grew up with her as almost a sister and today I'm lucky enough to still have her friendship as an adult. Apart from being one of life's good eggs, a real genuine gal, what's extraordinary about Hannah is her journey and it's something that I'm sure many will resonate with as it's one of starting over. Like many 18 year olds, she skipped off for a life at university set to study a degree in film studies but it was far from the ideals that she had imagined and after some time decided to leave. Back home, she landed herself a job in a local bridal boutique and it's no surprise that with her personable and friendly manner, she did extremely well and earned handsomely off the commission here. But it wasn't the career she wanted. After much thought, she said goodbye to the generous pay packets and got a job at a college working with young adults with severe learning difficulties. She found her calling. So much so that she took on the challenge of studying alongside work and I'm thrilled to say that this summer she has passed her finals and is returning this term as a fully qualified SEN teacher. Hannah is proof that money doesn't buy you happiness and that starting over is not a failure of what you were doing but is having the courage to pursue what you want to be doing. Hannah, NQT and all round babe. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Do you think that's a good summary? It's a great summary. (laughs) So let's start by asking you what I ask everybody. Do you think you are an ordinary or an extraordinary gal? I think I'm an ordinary gal with extraordinary features. Love that. (laughs) I love the fact that you actually do admit that there are bits of you that are extraordinary. Yeah, sometimes. Like, I don't think we give ourselves enough kudos as women. Yes. Especially young women in the workplace, just everyday life. I think sometimes you have to go, yeah, I did that today and I rocked that and I should be proud of that. And then the days when you come home and you go, I've done everything wrong, this is terrible. You can look back on those days and go, but I did that the other day and that was worth it yeah definitely definitely I love that more and more people are having this attitude because (laughs) that was the whole point of this was to make people realize how brilliant they are so I'm so pleased that you're already starting to embrace that that's just the best news (laughs) ever so let's talk about your journey then because obviously back finishing a levels like so many you go to college do your thing you open your brown envelope on that day in august you get your results and you say yes i've got my place at university i'm off to live independently i'm gonna go and study to do this and i'm gonna have these amazing parties and be an adult oh my gosh yeah and that's kind of what you do you know you go and do the ikea shop and you get all your stuff ready and you when you were in wales weren't you yeah so your David, like your brother, yeah. sent me that way. Like yeah. I saw him go off to uni, and he went to um, Bangor, and I obviously yeah. I looked around Wales. I tried everywhere. I went to Aberystwyth, and I fell in love. I thought yeah. this is it. This is going to be my life. Yeah. I was such a swat at school. Like yeah. I would hold my hands up. Like yeah. I wanted to be the best at school. I yeah. shut my head down academically. Like this is what my path was. Yeah. I was going to pass my A levels. And I was going to uni and I was going to live my best life. Yeah. And 
it just <laughs> didn't work out like that. It yeah. felt like it was meant to be like that. And everything had driven me to that. And I got the grades I wanted and I went there and I said goodbye to mum and dad. And yeah. I thought, mum was like pouring her heart out, crying. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, and I see it. It closed the door. And I yeah. thought, I'm going to, these people that I'm living with are going to be my life. They're yeah. going to be everyone that I'm going to need in the first, in my three years. And then they're going to be lifelong friends. And I, I could see it in the future. Like, and it just, it just didn't happen. Yeah. I wish I'd had the story that everybody said they had at uni. Yeah. You go to uni, you meet these lifelong friends, you pass your life away, you have to do a little bit of work in the middle and then it's yeah. done. Yeah. And it started like that. It did start like that. And then, I don't know, between homesick maybe and people just, I didn't get on with the people I lived with and I just thought, I'm, I'm not happy. Mm. But I didn't know why I wasn't happy. Yeah. And... I came home at Christmas and I was just a broken person. I yeah. I didn't know. I know now I was a broken person, but yeah. back then I didn't know what was wrong. Yeah. I thought it was me. I thought, well, I'm obviously too much. I'm too much for these people. They don't yeah. understand me. And yeah. I, maybe I'll change myself. And mm. I, like, through all my fat, I've just moved out. I, at Christmas, I just had a complete like, a breakdown. Now I can look back and realise I had a breakdown. Mm. But at the time, I just didn't know how to cope I didn't know how to deal with not following the path I had been geared up for since yeah. the middle of your school your yeah. high school years yeah, like yeah. secondary school years yeah yeah I was just lost and then I, I spent six months in pajamas didn't yeah. leave the house yeah and then I got some counseling because I just felt like the biggest letdown. Yeah. I'd let myself down. I'd let everyone I knew down because everybody says you have to go to uni and everybody yeah. says you have to follow that path. And I'd let, I thought I'd just let everyone down. I thought, what's the, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point in, in me being here because I've not done the thing I'm meant to have done in yeah. life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then, so obviously it was an awful time for you. I, I remember... At, at that time and just thinking what what happened to her what what's gone on and I think like you say there is probably a lot of it is is borne by ourselves that pressure yeah. on ourselves you know and we think it's we've let our parents down we've let our teachers down yeah. this was what I should be doing but it's us that we've put that on ourselves yeah. to deal with which then makes it even harder to deal with when it doesn't come off the way that you expect it to and it is is something you kind of have to face head on and realize that wasn't for me yeah and accept that and then move on to the next thing so obviously it was great that you did you got your counseling yeah you were able to start rebuilding yeah and where did that take i went for a saturday job at um the local bridal boutique from where i live and um i got the saturday job it was um it was a dress runner. I started off just by, I need this dress. I'd run it out to the back and forth. And they said, oh, no, you're actually quite good at this. Do you want to go up to a consultant? So I said, yeah, yeah. So I did that. I then suddenly got a five-day job. Then it was seven days. So mm. I was then working retail, awful hours. Yeah. But it was immense money. I, yeah. As an 18-year-old, I'd just turned 19. I was coming home with mega bucks and yeah, I would just yeah. well if I want to buy this I'm going to buy this yeah. I worked the wedding dress shows I then became the manager yeah. I ran their other store and I thought oh 
this is it. They, yeah. I'm making money. What, yeah. that, that's that's all you want is yeah. Make make the money. Yeah. And then suddenly I thought, it's twelve o'clock at night and I'm still here. Yeah. And it's six o'clock in the morning and I'm at work. Yeah. And I'm running a wedding dress show. That's great. When was the last time I saw my mum and dad? Because I yeah. can't actually remember. Yeah. And I thought I can't do this. Yeah. I love the money. I quite liked the people I was working with. By the boss, she was a bit crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We've seen the reality TV shows now. We know what they're like. We know what that industry's like. It's fine. Don't hold back. It was <laughs> mad. I mean, th- you work hard. Th- those wedding dress shows, they look amazing, and they are amazing. I did. I did the ones uptown. I did the Olympia. I did the pretty looking white fantasy. I yeah. sold people their fantasy, and I yeah. could. I can do that. I could yeah. do it well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did your bridesmaids dresses. Looking well, back now, do you know what I was just going to say? I had I went in for um, to try dresses on in your shop yeah. purely because you were there, and yeah. I just you know I wanted you to be able to be involved in my experience because we've been like lifelong friends. Um, and I I still say to this day of all of the consultants that I met, you were by far the best. You know, I I walked into one shop for one particular dress that I thought was my dress. I'd yeah. seen it online, and I was like, that's going to be the one. And I walked in, and I think at the time I was somewhere between a 12 and a 14 oh dress gosh. size. And I walked in, and, the, and she took one look at me, and I, I showed her, the, I said, oh, this is the dress I want to size. And, and she just looked me up and down, and she said, well, we don't really stock for plus size, so you can have a look at it, but I don't think it will go on. The, the bridal industry is brutal. Yeah. It is brutal. It really, and I was so taken aback, and I was like... I, Okay, well, just out of principle now, I'm not going to buy anything from no. you. But also out of principle, you're going to get me that dress yeah. and I'm going to put it on. Yeah. But again, there was no help. Whereas with you, I distinctly remember trying dresses on that I can only look back retrospectively and say they were tiny and they didn't go anywhere near me. But you did not let me know that. You grabbed a bit of fabric, you pinned it in the back so yeah. I could get an idea of how yeah. it looked. It didn't matter that it didn't go anywhere near me at the back, but there was never a discussion of, sizing or whatever it was you want to try that on that's fine we'll put it on you i'll make it work i'll pin it i'll hold it in such a way that means you get a full look of how this dress is and that's what you want as a bride i remember i'd been working there about eight or nine months and i i was having quite a frank discussion with the boss and she said um she went do you want to know why i hired you so i went because of my amazing personality i don't know i bad it off somewhere (laughs) and she went because you're a bigger girl and the bigger girls will come in and see you and think yeah, I know someone. Yeah, I'm, there's someone here that isn't going to look down at me. Yeah, there's relatable. someone here that will make me get in that dress. Yeah, and I was like, well, that's really nice, but you should hire more people like that because yeah. Yeah. while the rest of your consultants are looking down on them yeah. and saying, oh, we haven't got a dress your size. Yeah, you make a dress fit them. You make yeah. a dress. Yeah. And I said, and you'll sell far more dresses oh, by gotcha. hiring people who are prepared to be like that. Yeah, definitely. Well, like I say, it still sticks out in my mind now, now, and that was eight years ago that I was dress shopping. And I, it was still, you know, I think in total I went to four wedding dress shops before I found my dress, and one was just bang average, one was horrendous, yours was incredible. And again, the reason the dress that I ended up buying from the shop I did 
happened to be because I bumped into an old friend in there who yeah. used to work there, yeah. who again was a slightly larger lady, who had just happened to pop in to visit her old colleagues at the day I walked in for my appointment, and she just took over and just yeah. got involved. And again, she did the same. I was yeah. like, I don't like this. Right, well, we'll add that. Okay, yeah. I'd prefer it to have sleeves. Right, let's chuck a bollar on you. Let's see how that goes. I remember I'd, I had a night off work when one of your, girl, one of your bridesmaids came in yeah. to be measured. And you ringing me and went, it's, it's all falling apart. She's having the worst experience yeah. known to man. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. She'd measured her and she'd measured... Uh, and the bridal industry is horrendous. Yeah. Measurements yes. to dress size is horrendous. But rather than saying, actually, you think you're a 12, you're actually an 18, because yeah. that's how brass, um, dress sizes fit in bridal. Yeah. yeah. You go, right, I've measured you. You're all done. You're all just done. Off you go. Yeah, Have yeah. a nice day. They yeah. don't need to know what. Of course not. And these girls, especially getting married, yeah. they've already lost. They're already like, I'm going to lose six stone in weight in yeah. two weeks. Yeah. Because that's what I need to do. And yeah. that's not possible. No. I would love it to be yeah. possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This but again, it's just making people feel like it doesn't have to be like that. Like, you can no. walk in... You know, if you are one of these people, because I was as well, I hate to admit it now that I am so confident in my skin, but I was, you know, I worked out every day. I lost oh weight for my wedding. But, if you know, if you're coming in at your size pre-wedding diet, yeah. you still don't want to be made to feel shit about that. You know, you just, you want to be able to see. And in fact, some it could even have that power for people to change their mind and be like, look how stunning I look now. Yeah. I don't need to go and, you know, starve myself for the next eight months no. until my wedding day because I look amazing. I've been made to feel amazing. This is fine. And I'd, like you say, I think, obviously, as we all know, females are so much more self-conscious as it is anyway. Yeah. Females, when they're talking about their wedding day, oh. it's, oh my gosh. It, and it is, it's the most important day of you know for a lot of women it is the most important day yeah. of their life and it means the world to them and you know we've grown up as little girls with images of what we're going to look like as brides and yeah. stuff and oh god the pressure is absolutely immense and i i hope that bridal consultants realize what an important part they play and that the way they deal with their clients is so impactful because yeah. like I say, eight years on, I'm still remembering that woman who looked me up and down and at yeah. size 12 was telling me I was plus size. Yeah. And she didn't stop plus size in her Gosh, store. I wish plus size was a size 12. <laughs> <laughs> you know, telling me that I, I was too big to be in her shop. And that's just Terrible. not how it should be. But obviously, that's not how you are. No. And I don't think that has anything to do with your size. I think that's just down to the fact that you are a kind person and you're not an arsehole. <laughs> You know, it does make the difference. You know, it does tend to help if you're doing a job with people. Best if you're not an absolute arsehole. Yeah. Um, so obviously you did do incredibly well, but yeah. it is a brutal industry. Retail is brutal hours. Yeah. Seven days a week. It's three sixty a year. Yeah. Three sixty five days a year. Um, it was too much, and you. Had I made enough. the jump. Yeah, I just said, I I, I can't do this anymore, yeah. and I heard a job had come up at. A college where my friend also worked and I sort of went oh yeah okay I'll take it mm. I went I don't really know what I'm doing yeah. and she she went oh well nothing's coming up yet you'll have a, a couple of months so I waited a couple of months and then it, I literally got a phone calls like oh can you can you go and support a young man in a wheelchair on Monday and I was like yeah okay I just went <laughs> yeah, yeah okay I don't know I don't know yeah and I walked in Monday and 
this this young man just looked at me and I thought oh god <laughs> I'm gonna be here forever I yeah. just thought I how am I ever gonna say no to this kid yeah and he did, he wrapped me around with his little finger. There was nothing I wouldn't do for him. Yeah. And I had a great position. We were working in a um, an adult care centre where the college had outreached a group of kids who wanted to learn to cook. Yeah. And it was just me and a teacher. And it, it just worked. We just worked. Yeah. And then five years on, I was still doing the job. I then moved over to the college and was working with um, the vast number of students that we have in the college that have special needs and somebody said to me why are you doing this you're too young to do this mm. you, you you should be you should be doing something more where you're going to get the money how are you going to get a house and mm. and i went but i love it and they mm. went we've well, loved it that much become a teacher and i just went no <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> okay thanks and i thought actually why am i not becoming a teacher yeah and it took me a long while for me to go and yeah, I'm going to become a teacher. And I was like, no, I'm not going to become a teacher. I don't want to. I'm happy as I am. Mm. And I thought, and then I met Ben, like my partner, Ben. And I thought, I can't, I just can't. I can't do this for the rest of my life. Because we're never going to get a mortgage. We're never going to get a house. Yeah. So I thought, you love, you love your job. And I do love my job. I've got to make this jump. Yeah. And I signed up. And two years later, it's... It's all come round. Yeah, it's flourished. So yeah, but let's say a huge congratulations because Hannah is now going into the September term as a qualified teacher with her own class. Yeah, it's How a bit are mad. You feeling? <laughs> um, I was very nervous and, until I read up about who I've got, and I, I just know that I am going to love every single one of those kids. Yeah, like the kids that I've not had yet. Yeah, and. I hope that at the end of June I still say this next year. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I really think it's going to be the best thing I've ever done. Yeah. And I can't wait to see how they are. Yeah. Cuz I just know that a lot of them don't have great home lives and mm. don't get the love and the attention they need especially being on being an SEN and most of them don't live at home because parents mm. can't cope with them. I just can't wait to to give them an educational experience that will help them just grow. Yeah. And if one of those kids, by the end of next year, can just do one extra thing that they couldn't do at the start of this year, yeah. it could be try their own shoelaces. I wouldn't yeah. give a damn. Yeah, yeah. I've done my job. That's yeah. all I need to do. Yeah, you've been the change. Yeah. Been the impact. And what age is it that you're dealing with? So they're 16 to 25. Okay. All with additional needs or a disability and or a disability, sorry. Yeah. So they we take everything from dyslexia all the way up to full wheelchair users, mm -hmm. um, behavioural issues, autistic Asperger, everything in between, the whole span of yeah. um, special educational needs. Yeah. And you teach... A bit of everything, don't you? <laughs> yeah. You get to do a bit of all of it. Really. It's everything, yeah. So um, we have, I, generally I have a tutor group and then that tutor group I do personal and social development with them. English, maths, this year I'm teaching drama, 
because um, of the Andram background, all the teachers know that I yeah. loved a bit of Andram. Yeah. Um, and I'm teaching employability, which is something I taught last year as part of my training. Mm. And it's just sort of, oh, you, you were good at that. You can have it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> play to your strengths. Play to your strengths. That's what I say. And, and how did you find it um, studying whilst working as well? Because obviously it's not... Like you've just done a little course on the sideline. No, you've done a, a degree. Two years, haven't yeah. you? Like it is, it's a full on. So two years. Um, it was hard. It, it, I studied Monday nights, mm. so it would be a full day on a Monday, which isn't great. And then yeah. I'd be at college from five thirty to eight thirty. I'd go home. I'd sleep. Yeah. I'd get up and then have to face the rest of the week. It was hard. Mm. It it was hard, and there was times where with everything that was going on at home as well, I just felt, I can't do this. Yeah. This, it was too much. Mm. And during that time, I had to get more counselling mm. because I couldn't cope. I just, I, yeah. I wanted it done now. Yeah, of course. I yeah. just, I just wanted, I could teach. I wanted to teach. I knew how to teach. I could watch everybody else teach. Yeah, yeah. Why can't I just skip yeah. all this bit in between and yeah. just, <laughs> just have be? It. Yeah, yeah. That's got to be quite hard when you've been in that job basically doing that job been in that setting basically doing that job to then know that you've kind of got to go back to basics yeah. for the sake of evidence in it to get the certificate and the qualification at the end of it i remember at the end of my first year i had an observation done by my tutor and she gave me a really bad observation report oh. and i just fell apart i was like that's it there's no point in me doing it i might as well give up now yeah. she obviously thinks it's really bad and she said to me at the end of that she said i gave you that bad one she said to remind you that you need to keep trying yeah. she said, because you you'd had three such good ones she said you were just riding this wave yeah and she went and i needed you to come back down and think actually i need to keep trying at this yeah she went yeah. because then i relit the fire in you you wanted to fight for it yeah yeah. And I get, I got that now. I get that now. But at the time, I was like, devastated. <laughs> yeah, of course, you would. It, it only took something like that, and I think it is linked to uni. I know it is. It only took a little thing like that for me to go. That's it. That's it. It's too much. I might as well. I'll just give up now. Yeah, yeah. So, do you think this experience, and perhaps it is, it, it stretches as far as just being in this sector, that you've kind of really built up your resilience and learned not to give up so easy oh yeah yeah not n not yeah yeah i think yeah you've said it i it, working in this sector and seeing those kids every day fight everything they have to fight yeah it makes me think well why am i giving why am i stopping that why am i yeah. giving up on that yeah yeah most these kids have to fight every day just to get into college or yeah. just to get over a simple cold or yeah to learn one at one. Yeah. And I think they're fighting every day for that. Yeah, and I yeah. need to get my ass out of this bed. Yeah. And you need to carry on fighting. Yeah, yeah. For those kids, because they're going to be looking at you and they're going to yeah. want to know that there is someone fighting for them because there's yeah. not enough people fighting for them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it, yeah, their, their uh, determination has brought out your own determination. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Seeing the way that they, and even during lockdown, yeah. like these kids, that everyone said, oh well, during lockdown we'll just we'll just leave them. They'll be all right. They'll 
make up for it in September. Yeah. Those kids logged on every day. Yeah. They were on that computer before we were. Six o'clock yeah. in the morning, where's my work? Can I have some work today, please? Yeah. Have you marked my work from last week and you're still drowning under 3,000 pieces of paperwork and a yeah. webinar and, <laughs> and a Zoom meeting that nobody wants to take? Yeah. And these kids were there. They turned up every day. Asking, yeah. Asking, wanting. Mm. Most people didn't even get out their pyjamas yeah. during lockdown. <laughs> and these kids were online. They wanted yeah. to take part in the silly videos. They yeah. wanted to be on camera. Yeah. So when we were asked, oh, can we do a dance for the kids for yeah, yeah, so yeah. they can remember who your faces were, you got your bum out in that garden and you did that silly dance. Yeah. The amount of time it took me to learn Savage Love, I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> how to sign happy yeah. it was fantastic <laughs> i love that that's so amazing yeah like you say you kind of when you've got people like that dependent on you yeah you haven't got any choice no but to put it kind of gives you that perspective i suppose doesn't it like you yeah. say it's your then that doesn't invalidate your feelings or how difficult your things have been but if that's what is going to help motivate you to come out the other side of it yeah. Then what, what better motivation is there? No. There that's, isn't any. That's really There funny. isn't any. When you drop them back to their parents at the end of the day, when the parents do come and pick them up, and the parents go, what have you learnt today? And they go, look, look, and I've got this. Like like little ones running out of school showing mum that, that picture they've drawn that day. Yeah. They do that. Yeah. And you watch them and you think, I've done that today. Yeah, yeah. I'm the reason they've got that smile on their face. Yeah, yeah. And there ain't no, there isn't a better feeling. There, yeah. there isn't no better report or recognition than that child yeah, yeah. being happy when they've left that day. Yeah. And knowing that you've made that child that way. Yeah. And they are kids, even though they're sixteen to twenty-five. They're still kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll always be kids. Like yeah. That. yeah, I think all teachers say that. No matter yeah. what age, if you're a university lecturer, they're yeah. still your kids. Yeah, you know, they're kids. People in your class that's the same age as you, but they're, they're your kids. Yeah. They're your that's kids. It. Yeah. When I was younger, and they were, they some of the the kids were my age. Yeah, and I was like, this is odd, but they're still my kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's just um, like the habit, isn't it? Yeah. Just the rapport that you fall into with them. That's so wonderful, and I think it's so lovely that all of this kind of came about by that chance job. Yeah. Because um, I think, obviously, I've you know a lot of friends in education that kind of deliberately went to university to study it, yeah. or have had family influence, or there's been some sort of connection to the industry. Whereas for you, you know, totally out of the blue. Just yeah. not anything you'd ever really thought no. of doing before. Just, uh, I need to get myself a job this yeah. has come up and this chance encounter and this this chance position has led you to where you are now did you ever think it would never you'd end up as this never place? ever i went to uni for film i wanted to be a director i was going to live it big i was going to be in hollywood by now of course i was, I was, of course. <laughs> I was going to be writing your scripts for you <laughs> i was going to make it i was going to make it big overnight i, yeah. I was just and then when i went to the bridal place I thought well this is it I'm, I'm clearly very good at this this, this yeah. is where I would sell pretty white dresses for the rest of my life yeah. and then I just fell into this job and I went from selling pretty white dresses to wiping people's bums Yeah. and I thought what a 360 this has become yeah. and I wouldn't change it for the world yeah wouldn't change it for the world yeah I just I just 
it's just changed my life completely. I, it was a whole place I didn't even know existed. Yeah. A whole group of people I didn't even know existed. Yeah. And every single person that works with those kids and his parents to those kids, they need to give a pat on the back because when I've, uh, I've seen those parents, I, I was telling you guys earlier, when I saw that, that mum in the shop and her kid was autistic and she was he was doing a spare and he literally sent a shop display everywhere. Yeah. And I just turned to the mum and I went, you're doing well today, well done. And yeah. she just went, but I'm not, I've forgotten everything. Yeah. I said, but you're here and you've turned up. Yeah. And well done, mum. Yeah, yeah. And she just went, thank you. Nobody says that. Yeah. No one says well done yeah, to the yeah, parents. Yeah. yeah. So every time I see a parent, I say, of a special needs kid, well done. Yeah, yeah. Because you... They're incredible. They yeah. are incredible people. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. Because yeah. <laughs> in the nicest way, at four o'clock every day, I kick those kids out the door and I go, <laughs> I've really enjoyed you today, <laughs> but I'm going home now. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. I'm going home. I need my time now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And um, I think, like you're saying, there needs to be more of a, a voice and more of awareness. Because like you're yeah. saying, less you've you've experienced it firsthand within family or, or whatever it may yeah. be, your your eyes have been open to this whole world that you didn't know existed. And, um, you know, I, I say that about when I do uh, interviews with my social workers at work on that podcast and, it, you know, learning about their profession. And again, it's something that I had no idea about and I didn't realise what they did and how amazing what they, what they do is. Mm-hmm. And... I think the more we diversify and educate ourselves and fill our lives with people from all walks of life and um, all different backgrounds, it's actually really enriching and it's a real privilege to be let into those people's lives. 100%. And it opens our eyes to the to worlds we didn't know existed. And 100%. it just makes you more wholesome as a person, I think. Yeah. You know, like I said, when I suffered my poor mental health... I instantly had like an an empathy with people who have suffered it and kind of this real like horrifiedness about myself that yeah. I ever deemed people with mental issues as you know it just will just dust yourself off you know pick yourself up yeah. and whatever so I think when you are able to get into somebody else's world like that it just helps you grow as a person. You might not realise at a time, and it's not like a something you can pin down no. and point out as like a oh you gained this quality, well yeah. done, you ticked another box. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what I mean? It yeah. just it, it changes you as a person because you just become a lot more aware of the bigger picture and yeah. the bigger world, and you become fiercely defensive of them. Yeah, you do become fiercely defensive of them, like when our kids leave our department and they go into Main Street mm. God help those Main Street people because yeah. if we hear one thing yeah. that, that they're not getting the treatment they should be getting it's that yeah God help them because yeah. they, we come down on them like a ton of bricks yeah. they should get every opportunity that, that a stereotypical normal person should get they should yeah. be able to to go into the workplace yeah. And that's a, a massive thing at the moment. We're having a massive drive for employers to start taking more SEN. Yeah. Because I think 
there was once a drive and they, I saw this advert and they was like, oh, we take um, disabled people and it was a person in a wheelchair that lost a leg or something. And I thought, that's great. Yeah. Where's the rest of the disabled people then? Because yeah. I can see one person who's lost a leg and he's in a wheelchair, wheelchair yeah. who has yeah. a perfectly functioning mind. Yeah, there's a whole spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. That never gets seen or never gets taken. Yeah. And I tell you, those autistic kids, they can organise better than anyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think there definitely needs to be um, just more visibility, more education for yeah. us, more education for employers, um, just better opportunities. Absolutely. Out there. Absolutely, and because they finish school, they finish SEN, they finish college, 25. They've shut all the daycare centres. Yeah, yeah. They've shut, the adult care is like... yeah. So 25, what do they do then? Yeah. Because within the best will in the world, their parents are cracking on yeah. in age. Yeah. Where do they go? Yeah. Because if they're not already in independent living, they're living with mum and dad. Mum and dad are now in their 60s. Yeah. If not pushing on a bit more. Yeah. There's, there's nowhere for them to go. And we've spent yeah. all this time trying to prepare them and tell them, you can go where you like, you can do what you like. Yeah. And they, they can't. That's it, yeah, you're building them up, giving them everything they need, all that encouragement, and then yeah. they go out into a world that isn't making good of that promise yeah. that you guys have made and it's not yeah. fulfilling it. Um, yeah, that's that's a really good point, yeah, that's really, yeah, that's quite a shame. It, it's, the, it's terrible because you just think, you know that they, they're never going to, most most times there's not going to be something out there that w- or someone out there to go actually we can make that job work for you but we just need to change it a little bit yeah, yeah. or that job there is a job that's perfect for you so we're going to make it for you yeah 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 no what no one's out there doing that for them yeah yeah definitely well obviously we had um georgina on the show who obviously is like our third sister we're like the, yeah. the three sisters from the <laughs> and that's what she's working on at the moment doing the the apprenticeships and yeah. trying to fill that niche and hopefully she's going to be a success I, I said to her i'd love to have her back in a year's time uh, to see kind of where she's got with her and i think it'd actually be great to have you both back as a little double act being <laughs> in such like, close quarters with yeah. what you do and see how because i'm pretty confident that the pair of you with, with the passion you have is you'll make it happen and you'll be the change and there will be this this hopefully this nice big shift that needs to happen and you know it would be nice we'd get these opportunities for everybody which would be joyous to see you two at the uh, at the driving wheel for that <laughs> um so before we wrap up Hannah let me ask you what I do everybody else and is there um anybody in your life who has kind of inspired you been there for you or that you just look at and say wow and is your no ordinary gal that you'd like to big up um i guess my nan my nan was a massive part of my life growing up as you know i lived with her from the age of uh, seven or eight all the way up to i left school yeah so she was a massive person in my life um and my mum, my mum and me have got a better relationship now than I think we've ever had yeah. in my entire life. So yeah, it's my my paternal nan, my paternal yeah, and my mum. Yeah. yeah, you've got all the goods in your family. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. seeing you right. 
brilliant. Hannah, thank you so much thank for coming you. on. It's been an absolute <laughs> joy. I knew it would be. Um, and I'm sure everybody listening will agree that you are no If you're enjoying No Ordinary Girl, why not leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening from? It's a great way to let other ordinary girls know about the show too. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode.